So, uh, a wise man once said, Wu-Tang is for the children. <laughs> Two five says, sports reports is ordered. It's for your grandma. You know what I'm saying? We back yeah. in the building. We got some picks to make tonight because we are in the divisional round of the playoffs. And then Toronto finally, finally came off of Pascal Siakam as I was asking them to do in the summer. So we'll yeah, get to it. it. Yeah, you but were first, on it six months ago. Yes. You are now listening to the sounds of Sports Reports is ordered. And it's Thursday night. It's not the night for pimps, but it is the night for the one and only Mr. Logical. Yeah. <laughs> two five is here. And you know, after all this time, I still don't even know if two five is a quarter. You know what I'm saying? If it's just a thing, I just know that I'm two five. And he I will am give here. you the one opinion out of four people that's different. <laughs> so, absolutely. No, get it off my chest tonight. We gonna get into some coach talk first, and we gonna do that right about now. I'm liking it. I'm, I'm liking. I'm liking the coaching carousel. I'm not. I'm not gonna try it first. It was like all these coaches don't deserve to be fired, but I'm, I'm liking the moves. Right. We talked about this the other day. Like, why do they keep each team, mainly Atlanta, keeps announcing like who they interview? And <laughs> in our other sports group, uh, the Hot Box. Shout out the Sir. Hot Box. Shout out. But it's like because they want fans like me, or just fans in general, to think like, "Yo, we're really out here trying to make it happen. We're right. trying to make these moves." I'm like, I know that. And I want to take credit for this because I was thinking it, but I heard on another podcast. I believe it was like Rich Eisen. Yeah, Atlanta interviewed Jim Harbaugh, great coach. They interviewed Bill Belichick, another great coach. Nah, that's not how it went. And Rich Eisen said it. He was like, he, they both interviewed the Falcons. They sat down <laughs> and said, hey, I'm glad all you guys are here. I'm glad you flew me out in this G5 and this G6 or however we got there. Uh, so what are you guys going to do going forward? And they probably pitched themselves to Bill and pitched themselves to Jim. Everybody else, like Brian Johnson, shout out to Utah Utes, former quarterback, beat Alabama down in Louisiana in the Sugar Bowl back in the day, 13-0 Utah Utes. He's coming down to interview for the Atlanta Falcons head coach job. Like I There's said, I'm all about... Problem. There's only one problem with Brian Johnson. He just had, like, he was part of one of the biggest collapse. If the sun in... don't shine, then sun don't shine. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> it's hard for you to come in. It's like, I remember in high school, right, I had to get a drive, we had to get our driver's licenses. And the, the process was, shout out to Virginia, Todd State, and Newport News Public School System. You you did a road, you did a, the practice driving behind the football stadium. It was a big open parking lot. And then you did the road test the following week. It was like eight total days. Well, there was a guy who had a learner's permit. His parents were letting him drive, like parents from the past seat. I'm going to drive from down the street to 
you know, the are driving school. Well, they got in a car accident that morning. So I was like, man, is he all right? Yeah, the gay's good. We already signed him up for two more weeks of driving practice because it's like it's fresh. It literally just happened the morning you come into school. So we know you're not ready to drive on your own. Right. Brian Johnson, we just saw the team that went to the Super Bowl last year with a different coordinator. You took over and it didn't look the same. It definitely didn't look as productive. The touch push was good, Jim but even that didn't work. Machine. And then to think about that, like even that didn't work. So it was like, what are you going to say in this interview that's going to make people forget about last weekend? So it's going to be well, pretty tough for him. Well, well you know, um, I had heard through the grapevine that he might be the favorite for the other half of sports reports is ordered's team for the commanders that's what i've heard him and uh mike mcdonald you're better off going with the enemy like if i'm gonna pull an office coordinator from any other team i would at least pull the one that's called plays in three super bowls in the last what was that match Six years? four years Maybe four years, four, five or six years. Because yeah. they went two in a row, then they didn't go, and then they went last year. Yeah. So he's called plays in three. Oh out of yeah, because they, they were going to go back to back if they would have beat. Tampa. They were going to go back to back if if yeah. they would have held on. If they would have held on to the lead, they would have gone back to the Super Bowl against Cincinnati, and then it would have been KC versus the Rams, and then right. we saw what happened, which is what we February. deserved. <laughs> they could have held on to the lead, but even with that, it's like he's put his team in position consistently three out of four years and even this year i know sometimes those yards can look like you know empty calories we saw with Dak in the last playoff game but if you're gonna pull offensive coordinator from another team i'm like just pull the enemy just give him give him a give him a deal that says hey it's this is a trial deal if he wants to take a three-year you mean 26 million 24 million if but just like let them know, like, yeah, this is a trial deal. We're trying to figure it out. We want to give you a shot. But I mean, maybe he really just does an interview. Well. I'm not sure. Uh, I mean, he's had at least uh, 18 interviews from what I was tracking. But you know, I mean, Washington could could go holler at my man over in Houston, right? Uh, that was on their staff previously. Sometimes you gotta like. I think you gotta you gotta protect yourself from yourself and not just go after who's hot. You know, it's a lot of people that get hot. You know, it's, it's tough though. It's tough though when you look back at that staff and like <laughs> like Big Jay Lafleur. Jay Gruden like <laughs> would never get a job, a phone call, a text message talking sports again because he had Shanahan, McDonald, McVay. Uh, what's the boy name that's coaching in Cincinnati? Uh, Zach Taylor. Yeah. All of those guys were on the staff. And it's like, you went like 5 and 11, and you didn't look good ever. And these guys are out here going, winning probably like 65% of their games if, if we added them all up. Yeah. 65, 70% of their games, and you couldn't, with all of that in the room, you couldn't right. make it pop. So, yeah. It's like I say, he's in that Mike Singletary, like, you're never going to get a job. Like it's right. evident that it was you and not them. Can't win with them. Can't play Can't with them. And then one dude takes him <laughs> to the Super Bowl. Uh, 
I haven't heard much about Vrabel's interview pass. And I saw that he interviewed with the Chargers today. So I think he's probably, in my opinion, I think he might be one of the hottest. Well, uh, I, I would rank him as the number one guy over Bill because of just age. I, I don't want to jump the gun. But, I mean, Vrabel sound good in Buffalo. Nah, they're not getting rid of that. You know, Sean McDermott's not the problem. The problem in Buffalo is. is not coaching. I'm not so saying he is. You would have to reach because it, it's this whole that whole microcosm, that old adage of like, if you get rid of him, who are you gonna get? Yes, there are a lot of guys out there available, but coaches are looking like, do I want to go to the team that fired the guy who just won a division, probably for like the third, fourth year in a row, give or take? And the team didn't implode. Team isn't falling apart. If they lose to Kansas City this weekend, then whatever picks, it's not going to be, it's not going to be like the Green Bay Dallas game where they just look completely, they look completely overmatched or how Cleveland looked against Houston because Cleveland had an, Cleveland had like a quarterback that's damn near our age. If they, if they lose to Kansas City and he's on that sideline next season, he better start off with storming Normandy. I don't like. I I don't think Sean McDermott. I don't think his hot seat's that bad. Well, actually, actually hold on. Hot. Let me back up. Hold up. Pause. Let me back up for a second. Right. Out of sports reports is ordered. You were the one that introduced Sean McDermott to the hot seat. <laughs> I don't. I don't. That was you. I don't. I don't, I don't believe I did. You I'm definitely did. I'm you trying to think if did. I did. I was the one saying, like, at first. I think, I okay, saying, based based off this year, like, based <laughs> off this year, like, based off of, like, what, you know, the, the ups and downs of this year right, and getting right, the right. team to lock in late. Because I think what, yes, what it was. Last year, I felt as if they just, they were ahead and they looked unbeatable. And then they would just play really bad games. This year they had they had the up and down, the roller coaster with Josh Allen, and then they locked in. I'm not sure if you get another coach in that in that position. You're paying, you're about to pay Josh Allen his extension. I think that's starting now, so you're gonna probably lose some pieces. I'd rather keep the guy who's been here already, who knows all the pieces, considering that some guys aren't gonna get re-signed. Gabe Davis might be enticed to go somewhere like Kansas City because Kansas City is going to need they're going to need a wide receiver certain teams are going to need these little pieces and I think having a coach that's been there a staff that's been there that knows all right next man up mentality is realist because I know this guy is next right uh we get people talk about McCarthy coming back and it's like I personally if I'm Jerry Jones bringing him back means that internally i have to make the determination you know what i need to cut out some of my football responsibilities from this team because if you bring him back and if you pay Dak, and this is something that nick wright said if you're going to pay Dak his money next year it's something like 300 million dollars it's his extension like to sign him to an extension it's going to be five years 300 million dollars that's the that's the next because that puts him at 60 million a year because Joe Burrow got see, 55. And, see, and that's what I said last week. Because now if that happens, Miami gotta think about what they're gonna do. 
See, well, Miami, Miami can franchise. I think you're I'm good with if I'm an owner. And I know the going rate for a stadium expansion is going to cost me a hundred million dollars. I know right. that for a fact to get extra seats and concessions, whatever the case may be, a new parking lot. Right. It's going to cost me a hundred million. I'm good with that number because it's a hundred million. It's got me locked in. If right. I need a new stadium and I know it's going to cost me 2 billion and I got to do a lot more movement of money to get to the 2 billion, then I'm going to be like, okay, is it worth it to go 2 billion for the new stadium or the hundred million to extend this current one with two what they're in that boat where it's like, is it going to hurt me to franchise him this year and next year and pay him potentially we're we looking at like 95 million over two years because you get the top average of the top three and average right. average of the top five, the average of the top three, top five right now. Burrow, Herbert, Allen. Allen, well, Allen hasn't gone in yet, right? He I think his year. starts. I think his starts. I think it started right yeah. now. That's why I think okay. he's getting his 50, okay. but he got a six year 250, something like that. So you're somewhere around $52 million paying Tua. Yeah. Top five. And then if Dak signs for 60, Mahomes restructures, he signs for he probably will do 57 to do the team a favor. And then Burrow still at 55. Now you're paying to another 50. So you're paying him a hundred million dollars in the next couple of years. That's better than potentially paying him 300 with 220 of it guaranteed to see if he can make McDaniel's offense work with the speedy guys that you're paying already. Right. So I think they're locked in there, but like with with Dallas, if you're gonna pay Dak sixty million and you're gonna run it back with McCarthy, then that means Jerry has to be like, all right, somebody in here is a problem, and it's looking like me because I'm the only dude that's been here since the mid '90s, so last Super Bowl. So it has see, to be, where, and that's where I'm confused because you hear all these crazy stats like Green Bay has more win in AT and T Stadium than Dallas does. So Everybody, guess, yeah, yeah, true, yeah. yeah. You know, all the all the cowboy fans are quick to tell you that Mike McCarthy went 12 and 5 three years in a row. And and look, it's hard to win, right? So I'm not even trying Absolutely. to act like I'm not trying to act like it's just zero sum game that you have to win, somebody else has to fall, all that stuff. But you went 12 and 5 three years in a row and got one playoff win in that period. You know what I mean? Something's yeah. a muck here, you know what I mean? And you went out and got Brandon Cooks, you went out and got Stephon Gilmore, you know, so it's not necessarily a personnel thing. Now, we know uh, Diggs got hurt this year. Uh, Bland stepped in admirably. Had, you know, had an all-pro season. Had an so all-pro season. Broke basically, the that, was, that was a wash. That was a wash. It didn't hurt. Right. But now, but now next year, I thought you it was got, a good thing that they had the smaller linebackers. And he said, man, those linebackers couldn't get off the blocks. Yeah, they were food. Like, and and that's where, and that's where, like for me, I understand. Like if it were me, if if it were me, I would probably let McCarthy go. But this is the problem. Even if you let McCarthy go, what changes if the structure is the same? If the pyramid, that's what like you, so I think you said it the McCarthy other day, the pyramid. Can do his thing. Yeah, McCarthy yeah. can do his thing. Is everything he, he could do his thing? Jerry has to really look. Jerry and Stephen have to look. They're like, yo. Do we have too many people who are yes men in this upper echelon of our leadership team? Right. Do we have because 
you need you need somebody that's going to tell you you need a two five on your team. You need a guy like me that's logical. You need someone that can look at it and say, hey, I think we should bring McCarthy back because X, Y, and Z, and I think these are the reasons. And then you need someone that's going to be like, no, this is why you shouldn't bring him back. That way you have a couple of things to think about, and then you can lean on these people to give you their outside opinion because your opinion on the situation already is different than mine. So now if I'm, if I'm Jerry, I'm sitting there I'm like, okay, I got this guy's opinion that I trust, this guy's opinion that I trust. Neither one of them are last name Jones. Neither one of them are advocates because they are my kids or my nephew or my daughter or my son-in-law or anything like that. If you can separate that, you can make these decisions. Because I don't, I don't know if Robert Kraft has a, a son on staff. Maybe he does, but we don't hear about him in the draft room. Yeah, you know, I don't, I, I don't know if Kroenke and L.A. and Les Snead are related. I don't, well, I'm pretty sure they well, aren't. The NFL is a copycat league, right? You know, uh, they started the Wildcat. Everybody did that. You know, it didn't work. started RPO. Everybody's doing RPO. Well, you know, you got Miami out here. You know, shout out to Residente for throwing this nugget on me. Trying to build their own little San Francisco or whatever. You got Washington just went and got a GM from San Francisco. You know, so like not saying that Dallas needs to copy the San Francisco blueprint. But just look around the league and see what's successful. Like they're why only a few so different, and why do we have such? Keep Tampa Bay's won plenty of playoff games the last few years, and it's not like a number of games. Like oh, they got one playoff win. Like they have a Super Bowl appearance, another playoff game. Granted, they had Tom Brady a Super Bowl win, they, a Super Bowl <laughs> win. You know I mean, so it's like yeah. you have Green Bay made the playoffs a couple years in a row with Aaron had hosted an NFC Championship game. Kansas City has five straight AFC championship games hosted at, at home. Cincinnati has a couple of playoff runs after their quarterback got injured. So it's just like, what are these guys doing that we aren't? And I think the biggest thing is, I don't know of any other team where the owner is the GM. I, I just, I don't like, if it is the case, that's the case, but like, I don't know it. And the reason I know it with Dallas is because the owner slash GM is always on TV talking about how successful the team's going to be in January, February, all the time. Which brings me to Pittsburgh. What we doing? Like, like I'm not saying, look. Calling Denver and saying, hey, know, we'll take on some of this contract if you send us Russ. Like, like, you know how I feel. Like, I feel the same way that you feel about Mike Tomlin. But... But facts are facts. facts 2009 was a very long time ago. That was a Super Bowl. 2010 was a very long time ago. That's when they lost to the Packers. When was the last time he was under 500 as a coach? Never. Okay. When was the last time he had a top five quarterback on his roster? 2013. Same word. Same word. No, same word. It starts with an N. Ends with an R. Never. Ben He's wasn't a top, a top five quarterback? You don't never. think so? Ben, ben was never a top five quarterback. Never. Okay. Statistically, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying whether he was or wasn't. I'm just thinking about it right now. Just think about it. E okay, even if that's the case, that's one out of 17 years he had a top five quarterback. Uh, Give me a time outside of the Bro, Antonio let me see Brown. Real quick. You keep yeah. going. I'm yeah, looking yeah, at you keep going. Right I'm keep going. Um, how many times did he have a dude named 
Duck. <laughs> he did have a dude named Duck. Yeah. <laughs> hey, he had an Antonio Brown. He had Mason Rudolph in position to get the ball back to tie the game against Buffalo when they were down 21 nothing at that point. He had he had that team in position to tie the game up at 24 if the ref doesn't call the rough in the passer or the unnecessary rough, even though early in that game, Josh Allen faked the slide on his 52-yard touchdown. That put him up 21 nothing. But we're not right. going to talk about that. So I'm saying that on, I don't think you should pick a coach because the coach so, is going to so get you the Super Bowl because it doesn't make any sense. It's like picking a, a financial advisor that's going to get you – that's going to get you $10 million off your $100,000 investment. You want a guy that's going to get you money on your investment and not lose you money ever. All right. So just quick question. Okay. These questions do not determine whether Ben Roethlisberger is a top five quarterback or not. I'm just asking a question. Okay. You know, where do you think he ranks in all-time passing yards? Uh, probably six. Where do you think he ranks all-time in passing touchdowns? Seven, so fifth and I mean in yards and uh, eighth and touchdowns. Okay, you know, so give, me, so give me six, seventh, and eighth in yards. All right, so uh, passing yards. So he's oh. fifth, right? You said in yards. Yeah, he's fifth. Yeah, he's fifth in yards. So uh, me, passing me, yards, six, and what, six, six, seven, and ten. eight. Six to right, ten. So, so six is Philip Rivers. Okay, Seven was he Matt ever a top Ryan. five quarterback in the league in any year? Any year was Philip Rivers ever a top five quarterback in the league? I think the answer to that question depends on if you think you he's gotta, better you than Roethlisberger or not. You, you got to put him because you, you got what Brady, Rogers, Brady, Breeze. Brady, Rogers, Breeze, Manning. Well, Manning wasn't there the Wilson. whole time. Like he wasn't there the, the whole, whole time. time. Philip Rivers? No, for uh, Roethlisberger. Yeah, Manning. I'm talking about like so. If you look at Philip Rivers' career. Started pretty much 2004 or five when Drew Brees started. Draft. They were all in the same draft with Eli yeah. and uh, Rivers. Eli. Yeah. So I'm talking about if is Philip Rivers was he ever a top five quarterback in the league? You got to keep in mind you got to put him ahead of Brees, Manning, Rogers, Brady at any point in his career. So, so maybe this, you get him no, at five. So, so look, so look, it depends because there's people out here. We'll get back to the coaches, but this is kind of our tangent. We go off well, on. Well, well, it, well, well, people get. Technical and they try it's to not apples scheme. to apples, and they, I get they try it. to get scheme. It. Well, what I'm just saying, they try to scheme because once you say somebody's a top five quarterback or whatever, they'll keep you there even if you're not there anymore. Yeah, you but that's what, what I'm saying. Was, was so, it if did you ever know. think any time would you have Roethlisberger? Maybe Roethlisberger, maybe I would say Philip Rivers, no. Okay, so that's Philip Rivers, and he's sixth all time in yards. So who's yep. seven? Seven is Matt Ryan. Is Matt Ryan like he won an MVP? That was his MVP year. But like I'm a Falcons fan, I wouldn't argue that he was top five. He put up a lot of yards. So right. who's eight? Marino. Okay, yeah, he was top five at some point. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, top five. So Aaron Rodgers is less yards than Roethlisberger. Yep. And then number 10, you ready for this one? You probably already know this one, though. Number 10. Eli Manning. Yes. <laughs> the man so who led the league in interceptions three times. So if you think about so if you think about Tomlin's tenure 
And I'm not saying Ben Roethlisberger wasn't great. It's it's if he's a top six quarterback in the league, he is a top six person on earth at his position. I think people kind of forget Phillip, that piece. To be top five or top ten. But look at the but okay. If you gave if you look at Tomlin, like I said, if you look at Tomlin, and he lost number ten. <laughs> So, if I'm looking to move away from Tomlin, okay, considering if I look back to his entire tenure, the playoff victories, you know, here, there, the Super Bowl Last victory, one, 2017, the Super Bowl victory, has he had the firepower necessary to really compete post divisional round of the playoffs? So if I fire him, what am I firing him for? If I'm letting him go, what is my advisor? What are my well, board of directors telling me? Like, hey, <laughs> hey, I have the power to fire Tomlin. I need to like, like I need to know what I am doing it for. Like, the what problem, is the problem is that we don't have playoff wins. The problem is is that he's the blueprint too, the gift and the curse. You know, because Pittsburgh is a city full of knowledgeable, diehard football fans that understand the things that you're talking about. They have a high standard for their football team. They are, they were the first team. Yes, they were the first team in the NFL to win six Super Bowls. You know what I mean? You got one of them. Sixburg, you know, as they called themselves. That's why they call it with their sauce on top of the pizza. But, but then when you look at it, the curse is the Steelers have a brand of football that they don't deviate from. But it and, worked if you have a quarterback that can make the we saw it. Right, but that's the problem. That's the problem. They don't go get free agents. They don't do free agency. That's just like Green Bay. Sport. Just like Green Bay. When Green, remember when Green Bay court. got Julius Peppers? Remember when Green okay, Bay got Julius Peppers? Imagine, that was a now, big deal. So now now check this out. Now imagine this. You have a coach. That is taking ramen noodles Pig on and giving you gore and giving you gourmet meals, right? And you're like, ah, oh, well, he's not giving people aren't buying all the gourmet meals he's making. Like, yo, but he's taking ramen noodles and giving you gourmet, right? Right. So now you're gonna bring in the offensive coordinator from the Rams to be your head coach because you think you need points, but he can't speak. He can't lead men the way Mike Tomlin can. So now, what are you going to get out of it? Because right. you still don't have the free agent. You, the city's not. Pittsburgh is a dope city. I've been there. I like it. You come to the mountain, and the city just opens up. It's a great looking city. People are very friendly. It's a dope city. Everything's right there. Casinos there. The hotels. It's a dope city. I don't know if it's dope enough to get free agents. And you can see for all the years, all the successes is like I had. He hasn't been able to land. The top free agents, they just draft defensively well because you can you can make an impact defensively because you can pick so many different players that can make an impact without right. each other's help. Offensively, you got to get the quarterback that gets the ball to the wide receivers. If you don't make if you don't get that right, because Kenny Pickett's not the answer. But if you don't get it right, it makes your whole offense looks terrible. I can pick two or three good defensive linemen, two linebackers, a couple of corners, and a safety, and Every, I can make the whole defense work, and I think that's what he's done. 
they need to figure out a way to get the quarterback there either for maybe a, a one or two off seasons change their philosophy on offense as far as like who they're going to go get but i don't think getting rid of tomlin solves your problem no it doesn't but you know what i'm saying but i just think that there's a discussion to be had when you're a franchise like that that has a winning pedigree you just yeah, have tough play. conversations i'm not saying that you fire him i'm just saying that you have tough conversations Maybe but I don't could. I don't think I don't think he's involved. I don't think anything about his employment should be involved in that conversation at all because I don't think he I out of respect for what he's done for your team, mm-hmm. you can't even introduce that conversation because without him, look at like Bill Belichick, great coach. He's on gone. the market. He's gone. Look what he, he but look what gone. Like for four years. Look what he looked like since Tom Brady left. I mean, just look. But the, but the look, difference look is, is that, but the difference looks. is that he's the GM too. But once again, he he's a defensive guru. He, how many years did he go under five hundred in the last three years? Now keep in mind, he's the greatest coach of all time, and I'm not knocking Bill Belichick, but I'm saying even he, with his Patriot way and all the standards that come with the Patriots and their six Super Bowl rings that they have. He still couldn't do because he, him, and Tomlin are basically in the same boat. If you swap their teams, they're you're pretty much apples mm-hmm. and apples there. Mm-hmm. So he took what New England has in the same conference and went above five hundred every single year. Every single year, uh huh. And the last four years, hell, he even made they went ten. The Pittsburgh Steelers went ten and seven this year. Their quarterback that they drafted two years ago doesn't have multiple games of multiple touchdown passes. It's the gloves, man. It's something. But there are certain guys that deserve, like Staley. Staley deserved to lose his job. Not deserve to lose his job, but a conversation with the board of directors is like, why are we getting rid of this guy? Like, well, in big moments in the regular season – in big moments in regular season games, he folds. His like wins team, are losses. <laughs> like that Minnesota game was a loss. <laughs> he, he snatches victory, snatches defeat from the jaws of victory. You know, it's just like <laughs> so you have you have evidence and information, not just one game. Cause I know people want to fire McCarthy off of the, the the Green Bay game last week. And it's like the guy's got 36 wins in the last three seasons. Yes. The the playoff shortcoming, one playoff win, very tough. I get that. Make a championship but game. Where are you gonna? You, you go? were the, you were the two seed this year. Every all these teams that have all these teams that won double digit games that didn't get this success. Only two teams played for the Super Bowl. Only if one they, team wins it. If they would have won last Super week, Bowl can't be your benchmark. To whether or not you're going to keep the coach. If they would have won last week, Detroit. they would have Detroit coming in this week. And they could potentially lose Detroit because that guy reported to the off to the <laughs> to the ref. So that's what I'm saying. So I just I don't really say that's what same thing with Sirianni. People want to get rid of Sirianni after if they if Brad they want to get rid of Sirianni because this is the biggest collapse that we've seen. 
from a team of that magnitude? Like, how do you fix it? Like, how do you fix that? How do you no? How do you fix that? Like, what happened this season in Philadelphia? How do you fix that? You just fire the coordinators and start over again? Like, how, how do you fix that? They brought in Matt Patricia. That was supposed to be the answer. I would go. AJ Brown would go. taking stuff off of, uh, you know, removing all the team stuff. Well, yeah. You know, you got Jalen Hurts not even Cal talking. Murray took all that stuff off and went right Jaylen, in the building and signed hey, a contract for two hundred forty million dollars, hey, one hundred thirty-one million hey, guaranteed. Hey, boy, I'm trying cheap. to tell you, this old stylish chump. I have a grandchild, <laughs> and my son's my grandson's mother. She took my son's picture off of Instagram four on, years ago when they broke up in high school. What is she AJ put it back Brown on mad about? It. He had a great season this season. Because internally, I'm not sure if if I'm talking if I'm trying to save Sirianni's job, I'm gonna say, listen, man, we were a punt return, a dumbass and, and a penalty away from having a real like without the penalty. Kansas City goes up 30. They had a 10 point lead in the Super Bowl. A 10 point lead. They had a 10 point lead in Super Bowl, but you, you against a team of real pedigree. Uh-huh. They they just have real pedigree. But even at that, that pass was probably uncatchable. I'm not sure Juju turns upfield and gets close to that ball. Does he slow down to show that he's being held? Yeah. Does the white shirt being extended? 12 inches from his body help getting the call probably um but if they don't call that i think kansas city's kicking that field goal with what about a minute 40 left minute 30 am i right no, yeah nobody was it was like a minute eight i think when the penalty happened when the so so they're up there they're they're over a minute at least one timeout left kansas city's kicking a field goal they have a real shot moving the ball down the field Kansas City couldn't stop the run all day, and they were getting big chunks. Jalen rolling out, running, getting out of bounds. I think they can they can move the ball and get in field goal position, or even get another big play with AJ Brown. So that call happens. Kansas City kicks a field goal, game essentially over. They start the next season. They start out ten and one, and they have the collapse. Are you going to fire him solely off the last two months? Because the guy you bring in next. What's his standard? Well, this is what we don't know. We just don't know what actually happened, you know, but somebody in that building knows what happened. You know, Roseman knows what happened. Lori knows what happened or what was going on. Like I said, to me, I was like, I felt the same way as you. Like, why are you trying to fire Sirianni? Until, like I said, for me, the moment was Jalen Hurts sitting on the bench the other night. When I think it might be one of those things is like, you can say all that over there. I get that, but that's the not stupid, Jalen Hurts. That's not the, the Jalen Hurts that we've seen. I don't like, think he's ever been confrontational, though. No, I'm not saying like I said last, like I said Tuesday, he's not a rah-rah guy. Like he's not like a you know in your face or whatever. But at the same time, he to me he speaks up. He just does it maybe political. I mean, not politically. That's the wrong word. Tactfully, he does it tactfully yeah. and respectfully. Versus like a T.O. getting up in your face and saying something I about love Obama made. Me. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, so, but when I saw him on the bench looking like John Wick after he found uh, that dog got shot, I was just like, yo, it was definitely something ain't a right. look. 
and that's if if you're in the I won't say anti Sirianni camp, but if you're in the pro parting ways with Sirianni versus keeping Sirianni, those are the things you can point out. Like I said with Mike Tomlin, it's not a lot you can point out that's that definitive that we saw publicly. You can you can say we had an eternal expectation as a Steelers no. organization that I we're going to be more. I think the worst thing they had was. AB recorded in the locker room. That was like yeah, but I'm talking special. about like like I'm talking about like this season. You could be like, oh, we thought we were gonna do better. We thought Pickett was gonna take that leap. Well, that defense you, wasn't you that good that. this year. You know what I mean? But, but also two, the offense put them they turned in the ball position. over. Remember, remember right, all those turnovers right. they got against Cleveland? Right. So um, they were Philly, good for what they. Went I think through. Philly. I think Philly can look at their preseason expectations based off of their recent success, going from night from four wins, firing a coach. Nine and eight with this young coach going to the Super Bowl in his second year and starting off ten and one. I think their expectations were aligned with the record, and then when things started to kind of fall apart, now you can look and say, you know what? Was this guy really the driving force, or was it the two coordinators we lost? So you can come up with a bunch of questions if you're mm-hmm. Philly. I then get back to we could both argue. You can argue for against him. I could argue for him. And we can sit down and say, all right, now, now that we got that information out, what's the best decision going forward? Because you, I think you can involve Sirianni's employment in your conversation because of the way the season ended. And right. if Mike Tomlin's season ended the way it did, then you can go back and extrapolate all the years of success and say, is the team stale on him? This is the outlier. Is he, yeah. is he not evolving? But the right. fact that he went up in wins with lesser caliber quarterback play, it's like, okay, it's obviously he got something here. With Sirianni, is like, he's kind of in that McCarthy field, but McCarthy consistently got wins. Maybe because it's Dak and CD, but he coached teams to victories, calling the plays. Sirianni doesn't call the plays. So it's like, what exactly do you do here? Like office space style, like what exactly do you do here? Argue with fans and make faces. And then his then his antics, his antics were cute when they were winning. When they were winning, uh huh. It was cute when now they were dominating teams. Now you look immature, right? Because it's all good when you're doing this. And no, that ain't never good. That ain't never good. It's a two five, but it's all good to to high five and dance and do the all this stuff when you're up. But you do that when the score is. 45 21 after you score it doesn't look the same same movement same right. game the, the 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 circumstances around it are different so i right. think that's that's the piece with um with some yeah. of these coaches that in their movement yeah Ray so, was so, one of those guys who was like okay it's it, it might be time it just might be time it's been up and down here there we got right, the quarterback I mean, but he was you in the same boat as, as far as quarterbacks though no, but like he had the number one seed with his with his whole conglomerate, everything right, still right, together. Right, 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 they right. didn't succeed, but they played tough. They were a tough out there, a tough defensive team. So it was like he didn't have a consistent niche that he can like really rest his hat on. Like, oh, every year our defense is top three. Right. I do that. Every year we win eight games. You know, he didn't have that that feather in his cap. And I'll still take him in Washington. But that's what I'm saying. It doesn't make him a bad coach. It just shows for that relationship, we're not giving each other enough. Right, right. You gave me these quarterbacks I didn't want. 
You signed a big contract with another quarterback. I don't think really fits my philosophy. You won't pay the running back. That fits my philosophy. But you want me to coach it. But then you trade away my safety. You know, so it's just like you just make these yeah. different moves. You trade away the best wide receiver and you bring a guy in that I'm being held can't really responsible choose. for your decisions. Exactly. Yeah. So that, that's a little different. Yeah. I get it. You know, so good talk. You know? Good talk. Yeah, yeah. That's that's yeah. the best one I've heard. I've watched a lot of shows. I don't think anyone top that. Okay. I'm I'm patting okay. us on the back. Sometimes Nishi okay. Nas said, sometimes you got to be proud of yourself. All right. She's like, because I know what it took to get here. Sir. Nah. We are humble here. We nah, are no uh, humility is like I'm proud of myself. I'm proud of myself. I'm, right. proud of you. I'm proud of what we're doing. So I'm, I'm right. so, that, yo, that was a good segment. That was remember the best I had, I heard. Remember, I had a question for you the other night that I said we was gonna wait for tonight. Okay, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. I'm gonna get it wrong, but keep going. No, it's not. It's not a quiz. Like, okay, but okay. Which which team, which higher seed, is the most likely to lose this weekend? Buffalo. Mother, what? <laughs> I, I just, what? I just, I thought about it. I think that this is some bullshit. Because I swear, the other day we had this conversation, I wasn't sure. I said, I said, if we don't say Buffalo, Buffalo, you know, because <laughs> that's, that's the, the only answer. one I can That's the easy answer. That's all I can really think. I mean, okay, well, fine. Don't, don't give me reason. Baltimore. Give me Baltimore. But like I said, when that Baltimore conversation, you would have to, you would have to say that Baltimore does something wrong that's outside oh, okay. of the okay. norm. Yeah, let's talk. Like, look. look. But so, if I say Buffalo, the reason I would pick Buffalo is. Because we talked about it in our little pre-meeting. MVP this year. Well, I think the odds are like negative twenty thousand for minus twenty thousand for Lamar. So that means you got to bet yeah, twenty thousand so dollars to win a hundred. That's what that means. If we talk about betting, that yeah. means he's such a lock. You got to bet twenty grand to win a hundred. Yeah. So the guy that's a lock to win MVP is one in three in the playoffs, zero and two at home. You know he he is he has missed. The last two playoffs due to injury. He's cool. been sitting for about three weeks now, and we've seen what he looks like when he comes back rusty. When I look at who the Ravens lost to this year, I am not counting week 18 because you know the Steelers that they, they nobody played their starters, but their losses are two. Gus Bradley held them to 19 points. You know, they have a loss to the Steelers, held them to 10 points. They have a loss, too. Now, they scored some points in this game. But Jim Swartz, when they had a 13-point lead on the Browns and the Browns came back and beat them, and that game and the Indianapolis game were both in Baltimore. Right, you want to hear a funny stat real quick? I'll just keep going. Baltimore had the lead in every, every single uh -huh. game they played with less than two minutes left in the game. Yep. So at no point, were they ever overwhelmed by the opponent? Some other teams you don't have just to be. won games. You don't have to be. You know, you just need uh, Jonathan Grenard and Will Anderson to make Lamar take off a few seconds earlier than he wants to. This is why I call him 2-5, y'all. Keep going. This is, this, this is, you know, as I mentioned, I said what I said, right? Jim Swartz, Gus Bradley, and the Steelers, right? Who's the head coach of the Houston Texans? Tomiko Ryans. Is he or is he not a defensive genius? 
in a game like that. this, in a game like this, I feel like people of his ilk take stopping Lamar Jackson as a challenge. Yeah. The they only won thing 13 games and everyone tried to stop. Look, it's a and lot of geniuses. And guess what? We saw the nine and seven Giants go to Super Bowls. We saw nine and seven Steelers go to Super Bowls. These things happen. And by the way, you we know, saw the nine and seven Arizona Cardinals beat the 11 and five Atlanta Falcons. That's what I'm trying to tell you. This stuff happens. I'm not picking it, I'm not saying that it will happen. I'm just saying that when I look across the landscape here, because when I look, the, the only thing that I don't like for Houston in this game is the weather. You know, it's going to be about 25 degrees. Baltimore's got some snow going on as we speak. You know, uh, that'll be it's cleared up. But, but, you it's, know. Um, in, I think they're closing schools here, Jersey, yeah. tomorrow. I imagine some of that's going to trickle down. and then the, Yeah, the point blank. Out. Point blank, the AFC be on some bullshit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> like, flat out. You know what I'm saying? So what but when I look at Green Bay, right, because they fit that mold of the Giants of Arizona, like the hot team. They came into the play because I Jordan Love, since they played the Chargers back on November 19th, 21 touchdowns and one interception. And that when counts threw, the game against Dallas. He threw against Kansas City to, uh, to Dobbs. Romeo Dobbs, Dobbs yeah. Yeah, Romeo Dobbs. It was... I'm probably cover three. So he had a guy underneath safety corner and he threw it off his back foot. Mm -hmm. I think it might, it might've been a fourth down conversion too. It was like when it was fourth and three, like in the year, like in that, do we kick the field goal? Do we punt? Do we go for it? Back foot threw it to Dobbs. He caught it. I think Eric Reese still put a good hit on him. I was like, yeah, it was, uh, it was Rogers esque, if I say so myself. It's a lot of throws that look a lot like that. Maybe just uh -huh. might, I don't know if he has baseball in his background, but he does seem to be comfortable. And, you know, obviously they say this about all young teams. Like they don't know they're supposed to be intimidated. Well, I don't think well that's, like, that's this is the thing. Athleticism and just, you know, working together. This is the thing, though. It would be easy to pick Green Bay as the team that could play spoiler based off of what they did to Dallas. But. You know, saying they're going into rain and they're 28th against the run against arrested Christian McCaffrey. You know, so Debo go get some snaps. Lamar rusty, but McCaffrey's rested. Because remember, McCaffrey had the calf injury. So, you know what I mean? So he's healing. So Lamar, Lamar just rusty. Healing? Lamar, Lamar just hit. rusty. You probably Lamar just too. rusty. And, and, I think that concept, I think it's, I think it's a little. Nah, because Lamar has the ball every possession. McCaffrey doesn't. But McCaffrey is the catalyst. He's he's getting the ball. But he don't have he's to touch the ball, the ball every play. I guarantee you, if the game was tight enough, he'll return the punt. And then we got what? You know, so, so like McCaffrey I said, back I just think that if the game side twenty four twenty four, they'll put McCaffrey back there to return the punt. Different. Look, so look, if somebody if somebody die right. You, it's getting dark. Let's go. That was dark. <laughs> you grieve your way. I grieve my way. Like, we okay. went through the same thing, you know what I'm saying, but we're having a different reaction. You know, Lamar Jackson is rusty, and he hasn't played in the playoffs the last two That's seasons. That's the attribute side. You know what I'm saying? 
Christian McCaffrey was injured and is healing and the 49ers have had a bye before. You know, like, you know what I mean? And all this kind of stuff like that. So, so, so like Purdy rusty? Because I don't think he played their last game either. Purdy is rusty, but I didn't say Purdy. I said McCaffrey. <laughs> <laughs> I said McCaffrey. Come on, man. You got us looking like you can't see him, dudes. Yeah. up. You know what I'm saying? And then, but, but you also know, but you also know that Debo is going to get some touches and some carries too. So, you know, so Green Bay gonna have a whole lot to deal with. That's why I won't say them. I won't say Tampa because I think that Detroit will do a better job of picking up the blitz and knowing that the blitz is coming. Philly knew they were gonna blitz. They just literally threw their arms up and said, Come get me, you know, like a damsel in distress. And then and then when I look at Buffalo and Kansas City. Like I said, that would be the easy one, but I got my reasons that we'll get into right about now. So I'm picking Buffalo. Okay. Just in case you didn't know or, like, you know, you were wondering. I'm picking, picking Buffalo. So everybody's making a big deal about Patrick Mahomes playing in his first road playoff game. Doesn't matter to me. Because he's Houdini. He's the best quarterback in the league. Don't matter. He is who he is. Timothy, if you will, you know what I'm saying? So as I look he at this. He was who he thought he was. See, I was listening to Bomani Jones this morning on my way to work. He had a guy on his show by the name of Nick Wright. You know, That's and Nick guy. Wright said something that made two fives ears perk a little. He said, everybody's talking about Patrick Mahomes going on the road, but he's a better quarterback on the road than he is at home. And I said, oh, is he Nicholas? So I went to go check this out, you know, investigative investigative reports. Now, including last week's playoff game, he played nine home games, seven on the road. So his completion percentage is better on the road. His yards per uh, attempt, better on the road. But in two less games, he's thrown two more picks on the road. So you got to look at the whole picture. Buffalo leads the league in takeaways. You got to look at the whole picture. Now, Buffalo's got some injuries. You know, uh, Bernard, I don't know if he's going to play. Taylor Rapp, you know, they got A.J. Klein playing. Teron Jackson may not play. You know, um, Buffalo, third in the league in time of possession. Houdini can't hurt me if he don't got the ball. Sure. And then my last thing, I got some more stuff, but I want you to talk because I've been talking for a minute. But, you know, the, the last thing that I got here, is for now is Patrick Mahomes is more Michael Jordan than Josh Allen is. But when you pay in your dues, Michael Jordan had to go through the Pistons. He had to take those ass whoopings. He had to go lift those weights and come back and win with Phil Jackson, right? Now, Kansas City is 2-0 and against Buffalo in the playoffs. They're one in three in, against Buffalo in the regular season. Lost three out of the last four in the regular season. Five of those six games were in Arrowhead. So it's not the point that Patrick Mahomes. It's not the point that this is Patrick Mahomes' first road playoff game. The point is Buffalo ain't got to go back to Arrowhead. I. I, like I said, I want to stand on my pick that I made 
weeks ago after watching Kansas City. I was like, I think they're going to lose their first playoff game. Right. I didn't think they were going to get number one seed. I didn't think they were going to get a bye. I really thought that they're going to lose their first playoff game because the wide receiver drops is one thing. I'm not concerned with the drops. Drops happen. My issue was it felt as if the wide receivers weren't even getting open. And he was throwing into tighter windows, which are going to lead to incomplete passes. But last week against Miami, a lot of the big plays, I felt like they spent the last month figuring out what kind of route concepts work. Where can I get the ball out quickly? And, you know, Patrick Mahomes is an accurate quarterback, so he's going to get the ball. The the run after catch is going to be – the pass is going to be on point. Right. If he can get that in Buffalo, because you can't blitz him excessively because you take guys out of coverage. You can't play man-to-man the whole time because you can't man-to-man on Kelsey. And if you do, like, it's just not enough bodies to consistently just kind of give him these looks. He's going to pick apart something. So you have to hope for drops or your rush to get there. What are you looking at? See, see, I said I didn't want to watch this game, right? What happened? Memphis is, Memphis is up 55 to 52 right now. Totally I love this that's game. The of, that's the best part about sports. You know, um, we can talk about it until we're blue on the face. I I want to I think Buffalo has the biggest chance of losing as a higher seed just off the way that they played. Pittsburgh last week. Pittsburgh, like I said, had a chance. If Miles Jack doesn't hold the tight end on that route, because Josh Allen threw that thing, it landed on that was uncatchable bench. anyway. Yeah. Like I don't know where I don't know if he just threw it that direction because it, he saw the hold about to happen, or he just saw that one-on-one matchup and he figured the linebacker would panic. I don't know what his line of thinking was, but the ball landed. Behind the benches. So he threw it high in the air. And maybe it's because they probably felt like Mason Rudolph, I can give him the ball five times in a row to get seven points. And we're probably going to stop him all five times. If they have that same kind of mindset against Kansas City, two out of those five, Kansas City is going to get points. Even if it's 10 points, they're going to get points. And I think their defense plays better. And I think Josh Allen does play a little different when he's playing a different competition. Right. I'm going to pick Buffalo just because, I mean, just it's 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 a chalk pick, but it's more of a common sense pick. It's like right. if I got a toss-up, I'm going to go with the team that has the greater advantage, home field. I think the wide receiver relationship between Josh Allen and his core with the two tight ends that are essentially identical. If Kansas City had another guy that played like Kelsey, I would be on that. But Dawson Knox and Dalton Kincaid play exactly the same. Like when they drafted him, I was like, you already have Dawson Knox. Yeah, But both of them caught touchdowns in the first quarter. I guess, you know, like they come up with these stats. Like they're the yeah. first tight First time two tight ends have both caught touchdown passes in the same quarter in the playoff game. Yeah, odds that, but I so, think that I think that relationship and and the way 
Buffalo is committed to calling run plays. I don't know how well they run the ball per se. Well, against Pittsburgh, their commitment to calling the run plays against Pittsburgh, James Cook went eighteen for seventy nine. Uh, he's the fourth leading rusher in the NFL this season. You know, I don't know, but it's not all doom and gloom. You know, I got some stuff for Kansas City too. You know, they say Kansas City's got two days of extra rest. You know, Buffalo played on Monday. Oh, because they had the the weather. Yeah, because they had to reschedule. You know what I mean? Uh, Kansas City has not allowed a 300-yard passer this season. And for somebody that likes to throw the ball as much as Josh does, that could be important if you start forcing them windows. Kansas yeah, City but a lot of Josh Allen runs are pass plays that he just takes off. So I right. think he's probably good with throwing the ball for 230 and then running for another 45 to 60. All right, so 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 you want this? Here it is, real quick. Who starts fast? Who finishes the game? So Kansas City leads the league, and the least amount of points per game given up in the first quarter. Buffalo is third in amount of points scored in the fourth quarter. You and I have both talked about Kansas City's second half offense a lot of Not times this season. Not scoring a lot of points. Not scoring a lot of points. So can Kansas City start? Can Buffalo keep, finish? Keep going. Those, I got to grab a charger real quick. Those those are my two questions. Can Kansas City start? Can Buffalo finish? Now, with that being said, Buffalo has all the pressure in this game. If they don't beat Kansas City right now, I don't know when they're going to beat them as far as when it actually matters. When is Buffalo going to get to an AFC title game again? Because they just win a couple years ago against Kansas City in that 13-second Patrick Mahomes lead down the field, all that stuff. But Buffalo has been a city of losers for a long time. Their only professional championships occurred in 1964 and 65 when the Buffalo Bills won the AFL. So that basically means the Sabres suck. And the Bills obviously made their four Super Bowls in the 90s consecutively. But two of Patrick Mahomes' three playoff losses, there was the Super Bowl against Tampa Bay where the offensive line was injured and they got dismantled. But his other two playoff losses, both in overtime. That was D. Ford jumping off sides against the Patriots. That was Joe Burrow coming back when they referred to it as Burrowhead, which gets Mr. Logical all, you know, chaps his hide. It just was ridiculous. You guys won a couple, you know, a couple of games. You won two quarters. Another good, another good, another good thing for Kansas City is that Pacheco didn't play the first time they played this season. And Kansas City wins that game if the greatest play ever didn't get called back. You know, so Buffalo has no reason to be overconfident. But at the very least, they know they can play with the Chiefs. But this is the question. This is the question. If Kansas City gets a 10 to 3 lead, do the fans make the Bills feel what they feel? Is the we stadium talked about this. We talked Yeah, about is the stadium day. tense? Is it Josh yeah, is Allen it has the ability holistically to Get you seven points. He does, but the do the next, fans that go next, into here we go again? Because he can do everything you need. Right. So if he just he can lock in and say, we need seven points. Right. A lot like Jalen Hurts, even like a guy like Kyler Murray, 
I think certain guys, Lamar, certain certain guys, you know, old school Tom Brady, Matt Stafford with the, the traditional pocket passers. Some of these guys just have that ability. Patrick Mahomes currently is like, okay, we're down. CJ Stroud in his young career. We need we need points. We need points this drive. We need a four minute drive. We need to we need we need to do this. We need to move the ball so that we can seal this game or tie the game. Joe Burrow has it. Justin Herbert doesn't. You know, certain certain guys just when they walk out on the field, like let's let's keep it let's keep it to be. I'm pretty sure maybe someone could pull up some obscure stat. But if Daniel Jones walked out nine minutes, 30 seconds left in the in the game, and they're down 27-17. Are you thinking the Giants are gonna come back based off what he does for you? Only if they're playing the Cardinals. <laughs> you know, but uh <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I got Buffalo. Um, so as I look at you know, this matchup. I talked about how I think Houston has the best chance to pull the upset. I hope that I don't wake up on Sunday morning and I had the opportunity to pick Houston and they actually go do it and I didn't pick them. I, you said all that to pick Baltimore? I said all that to pick Baltimore. The question yeah. wasn't who's going to win. The question was who has, who has the best, the best shot. Yeah, who has the best shot? I think Houston has the best shot. So, you know, but like with that being said, you know, um, C.J. Stroud, of course, like I said last week against Cleveland, you know, he's not your typical rookie. He doesn't turn the ball over, you know, so that helps, you know, when you're going into this environment. But now you add they the weather to it. We in Houston. Yes. They, it's it's very just like it's very I want to say backyard football because I don't want to like, you know, marginalize what he's doing as an NFL quarterback. Right, but it just it just feels like like that play against what was it their first play where he threw the seventy five yard touchdown. Every time I see Xavier Tillman, he makes me feel like I could grow my hair. <laughs> but like when they they called the play action, and CJ Stroud threw his sixty five yards in the air for a touchdown. Right, right. It just feels like when that ball's in the air, it's just a bunch of kids that love to play football. <laughs> <laughs> that are just out there enjoying it. You know, right, we look at, right, we right. talk about Kansas City a lot. We talk about Dallas. We talked about Philly. Philly looked like a bunch of grown men that bet their the deed to their houses on the game. And they're playing like it. They're playing like they have everything to lose and nothing to gain. Whereas like Houston, early season Miami, current Buffalo, uh, the the post quarterback swaps in Cleveland with Miles Garrett doing the the crossover at the line and just moving back and forth and they were like shifting the tight end one way and he go to the other way like I don't know if the coach called that it just something like he's like I'm having a good time out here I'm right. having fun doing this and it translates onto the field I think Houston's playing like that I think Kansas City's playing like a team that that bet the farm and they gotta win. And Buffalo was playing like that earlier. I think now that it's like, oh, yo, we're good. If we look, if you look around, like only nine quarterbacks started all 17 games for their team. I think Tampa Bay has that jovial kind of spirit. I think Detroit has it. And of the, like I said, of the remaining eight teams, 
I got Kansas City is the only one that seems seems to have more internal pressure on the outcomes of the game. I think the other seven team, I think they'll live and die with the results. I don't know, though. I think Kansas City doesn't because, I mean, like you just said, they went to three out of the last four Super Bowls, won two of them. I don't think they feel any pressure at all. Yeah, but have they looked at any point this year? Have they looked like, okay, any point past October? You know what? Have, they, Kansas look, City, have they looked like the team that – All right, check it out. Check it out. Calendar year 2023. They won the Super Bowl in February 2023. Calendar year 2023. Did you look at any game that they played and you felt like, this was a team that just won the Super Bowl in February. No, but check it give out. Give me a team that but you think. But, but check it out. Ball. Check it out, though. Check it out, though. If Kansas City doesn't win the Super Bowl, a simple way of looking at it is nobody wins every year, you know. Or you say they won three out of the last four, or two, or you know, played in three out of the last four Super Bowls. Yeah. If, yeah. if if Buffalo doesn't win the Super Bowl, you say. I told you Josh Allen was a choker. I told you Buffalo can't get over the hump, so on and so forth. If Baltimore doesn't win, I hold think on, hold that's on. Win, I don't think that's internal, though. That's the thing. I don't think that's an internal. I'm sure Kansas I think City, that's external. I think I'm that's, sure Kansas City wants to win the Super Bowl. But, but Andy Reid has guys, been around long enough guys to like know how us on the outside. I don't think Buffalo on the inside feels that way. I don't think – like we know for a fact Philly felt that way. We feel it right now with Dallas and some of their moves. We feel it with uh, – we felt it with New England. You, like, you know that internally what we are thinking from our from the outside is, is manifesting inside the building. I'm not sure if the people inside of the building at Buffalo feel the Super Bowl of bus pressure that everyone else – I do Well, if feel they like don't, then they need to get a new job. Because Kansas City, at I don't think at any point this year, I think their defenses play upper echelon. You know, the rank is always weird. Total defense, points, yards. There's, there's always different little – it's like APR right, bullet. Right. You know, you can always spin this matrix, this metrics, this statement, this, 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 and make it look good on the on the back end. But as far as, like, the eye test, I, with the exception of the game for uh, – the Raiders game where they put up like 31 points and like they were down 14 something. They look good the whenever next, they play the Chargers. <laughs> and then the next, but the next time they played the Raiders, they gave up the two defensive scores back to back and right. couldn't get anything going for the rest. I don't think Aiden O'Connell had a completion in the second half, right? I think that's 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 the whole thing. Look at you being disrespectful up in here. I was trying to talk about Houston and Baltimore, and here you are collectively, just like of all the eight teams. I think the only team that doesn't feel like they're playing with house money is Kansas City. Okay. I think Baltimore does have pressure because they do have the guy who is probably going to be – he's going to be unanimous MVP the second time, and you just paid him a lot of money after he held out. So I think it's, it's a little bit of a buzz there. But I think what they do isn't so dependent on him, so they can still win. Like, he can play – I won't say average. An average game. Yeah. He, he, can, he can play his game. And then the defense can play, do what they do, and they can win the game 31 so you know, to, to, to 13. You know how we do the quarterback thing where, like, a quarterback loses and you're like, yo, it's a team game. Like, but so I talked about Lamar Jackson, one and three in the playoffs, 0 oh and two at home, three touchdowns, five interceptions. 
Um, his last two playoff games, no touchdown passes. Sounds very Peyton Manning-like, but, you know, anyway. Peyton I Manning to... took a long time to get that first playoff. Yeah. It was 2003. Yeah. He got drafted. Yeah, Lamar like got one. He got one. You know, uh, the Ravens allow the fewest yards in the league. And this is Houston. This is going to be Houston's conundrum. Can you put it in the end zone? Because Baltimore only allows 41% touchdowns on the red zone trips of their opponents. So can Houston get six instead of three? Mark Andrews might be back. You know, I'm not sure if he's going to be on some Marlon kind of pitch. Marlon ruled out. Marlon Humphreys ruled out. So what does that mean? That means a whole lot of Nico all up in your face. Pause. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But a whole lot of Nico. So the thing that hurts Houston is Baltimore can win this game in a lot of different ways. You know, they can win a defensive struggle. They can win a shootout. They can win in between. They can make adjustments, and what was a shootout is not a shootout anymore. You know, um, Houston has to play clean football. They have to if force turnovers. If look at, like, I, I know I brought this up Tuesday, and I, I mean, I've been told that I oversimplify things, but I don't care because the person said that I don't really respect their hey, opinion. that's a skill. Uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's pretty dope to be able to master <laughs> the complicated world, but, you know, some people don't understand that. Shout out to the people who don't understand that. Learn something. Uh, Baltimore, we had the same conversation when they were playing San Francisco and they beat the brakes off San Francisco. They did. And then we, we rehashed this conversation. But I think the pressure when they, when they was on San Francisco Miami. in that game. The pressure's on Baltimore now. I don't think the pressure's on Baltimore because I don't think Baltimore is in a position of where People everything think they, the best everything team in the NFL. They, yeah, because everything they do, they do well. Yeah, so where, if you're the best team, you yeah. gotta win. Okay, so check it out. I have big hands. I'm never not gonna have big hands. So in a competition against people with smaller hands, it's like, hey, let's measure hands. My hands are always gonna be bigger. What they do in Baltimore is consistent. What they've done this entire year has been consistent. Like I said, the stat that They've had a lead in the last two minutes of every game. I think the the, the Pittsburgh game is different because it was the end of the year and no one played. But like every game where right. they start is played, so they're a consistent team. And what they do well travels. So not only is it they're at a home playoff game, but it's like they run the ball well. They designed Delvin Cook. The quarterback runs the ball well. Quarterback throws the ball well. Odell Beckham Jr. You know, great route runner can get over the top. You got to commit. You got to commit defensively to stopping the run. So at some point, it's going to be a situation where, like, the the safety for the Dolphins talked about a play where Lamar play fate and drop back left handed. He said, I just saw him drop back left handed. It was like, what? And then turned and threw the ball down the sideline to like Bateman or something like that, right hand. He was like, He's like, it's one of the greatest plays I've ever seen. But when he drops back like that, you think he's going to tuck in and run. So now as a linebacker, I'm, I'm doing this. Then he turns and is like, now nah, I got to get out of there. And it's too late. Guys are already over the top. I think they're playing with confidence. I think of the, the four games, they are the least likely okay. to, to lose. I, I think of all the four games – 
they will have the biggest win margin. Okay. But don't forget about my guys, Day Flowers, next time, please. You know. My bad. That's what the past was Day Flowers. Day Flowers, yeah. I knew it was. That's why I said that. Um, you know, yeah, both, teams, Day Flowers. both teams are bottom 10. See, that's different, right? Both teams yeah. are bottom 10 in penalties. So when I make a top beat, 10? that means that they have the least amount, the of, least penalties. amount of penalties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that, I call them. If, so well, if means, I was if I was saying top 10 in penalties, that means you got the most. I would say most discipline. Well, I was about to follow it up with okay. <laughs> We've been doing team, this show for a while. I, I, which, yeah. which team is going to beat themselves because that's the of only the way. No, 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 no. These two teams. I'm still talking about Baltimore okay. and Houston because okay. Houston is not going to beat themselves, but Baltimore is obviously good enough to do the beating to Houston. You know, yeah. Baltimore's not going to beat themselves, so Houston has to play a clean, perfect game. C.J. Stroud has to keep protecting the ball. Houston has to get turnovers. I don't know if they need two pick sixes, but two interceptions will do. Maybe an interception and a fumble will do. I. See that's true. So like, so if we go back to the original question of like, what team is most likely? What high? Which we'll which say, higher which seed team, team is we'll more go, likely to lose? Which yeah. home team? Because the, yeah. the high like is like the number. Okay, 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 okay. It's the same thing with like <laughs> modern tenant penalties. Uh, that's how EPRs work. We wrote them for years, so you you, you can fuck <laughs> those numbers. Because I used to milk that that matrix. Um, so if we look at the situation where it's like which home team is more likely to lose if i had to rank the one through four one being most likely four being least likely one i would say detroit because dan campbell does go with analytics so i think fourth and two on tampa bay's 44 yard line and the play before should have worked. Just something happened. I can see him rolling the dice and going for it again and potentially giving the ball back to Tampa Bay 20 yards from field goal range. I can see that happen. Um, so I say they're most likely Detroit. Um, second, I would go Buffalo because Kansas City has had championship pedigree. Because I think they can, I think Patrick Mahomes, Kelsey. I don't know if they. I don't think they played Kadarius Tony much since that Buffalo game. I don't know if they're saving him or what. If they're going to bring a Sky more, but he hasn't. I haven't seen him on the field a lot, and I watched a lot of Kansas City games ever since that week. Then San Francisco, and then Baltimore. So For me, it's Baltimore, Detroit, Buffalo, San Francisco. So you have San Francisco as more of a lock. Then Baltimore, yes. See, as we transition to San Francisco, say I did that there. <laughs> I like I like Green Bay's confidence. Yep. I like I like the play calling. I like the familiarity with Lafleur and Shanahan being coaching compadres. I like Lafleur's success that he had with Aaron Rodgers now translating to a different quarterback. Because we talked about Shanahan having success with Jimmy Garoppolo, no one else, and then Brock Purdy kind of coming out of nowhere out of out of a moment of desperation last season. 
So I like the fact that LaFleur, I watched a couple of games early in the year. LaFleur, I think they had about a minute 10 left in the half where they got the ball back. And they could they had a couple of timeouts and they they ran the ball, ran it down, went into halftime. And I was thinking to myself, like, man, you don't trust Jordan Love. But I think what he was doing there was like, all right, let me let me get him in the locker room without making a mistake that, to end the half. Cause that's a big deal. Mistakes at the end of the half are big deals. Points given up in the last two minutes of the first half, big deal. Cause you gotta cause you're just sitting on it in the locker room for 20 minutes just stewing about it and you might not get the ball back coming out of halftime. So you give up a bad play here and you throw it away and the other team gets the ball to get a field goal to get the ball back at the touchdown. That's 10 points where you could have just like, you know what? Let's get in. Let's settle down. Let's go over the film. And I was like, he doesn't trust them. And then like you said, he went on this with 21 touchdowns, one pick since November. Yeah. November 19th. Yep. Yeah. So that's, that's two, that's two months. Cause we're, we're right now, we're sitting at January 18th, you know, so that's two months of good football. I think they match up well. I believe San Francisco's best skill position group is a little overwhelming at times. Like the way they run the ball. I think Brock Purdy's confidence in throwing the ball. I think the way they block up front, their physicality, the fact that their tight end can go for a thousand yards receiving and he would he would be just as happy with a thousand pancake blocks throughout the season as he is with a thousand yards receiving. So I think that's a big deal. Trent Williams, the way he can move and the, you know, you people talk, talk about rust and rest, whatever the case may be. I think some of these guys that get hit a lot, they're probably good taking a week off knowing that like I'm taking a week off and my team's not in jeopardy of me of losing. Cause I'm not playing. Cause I think throughout the year, it's probably a lot of times where guys should take a week off, but they can't because you got a you got a game. You can't take that week off to just let that ankle heal, let that calf heal. Trevor Lawrence could have. Trevor, like the Trevor Lawrence, we talked about that. We talked about it with uh, with Joe Burrow. Like maybe they should have sat Joe Burrow for a couple of, you know, for a game, then play because we talked about Baker Mayfield last year too. It was the same thing. It was like let him sit. A week, a game, play your backup, go into your bye. You play a team that's two and seven out of the bye. You run your guy back out there again, let your guy get another week of rest. Um, yeah, success at San Francisco way to run the ball. I think Brock Purdy fits what Cal Shanahan's ideal quarterback looks like. Mm-hmm. But I think Green Bay and their their skill, their skill players, the fact that they're young, they're like the youngest team in the playoffs. I think that's a good matchup. That's why I have them third as a potential. Um, Detroit being number one, like I said, just because, you know, the way he calls plays. Baltimore, I'm not predicting a 42 to 17 game. You sure? No, yeah, but I'm. I can. I would not be surprised if the game ended up being 34-20 with like late okay. scores by Houston. I could because I, what I think when you watch Baltimore, what they do, 
It's just, it's not like, I don't think they have a different game plan. I think they well, just you overwhelm know, you. Well, they played, they played week one, but it's tough to take anything away from it, you know, because it was C.J. Stroud's first game. Correct. You know, um, so Baltimore won 25 to 9. It was an ugly, ugly game. And it was one of those games where, if I remember correctly, a lot of the talk was, wow, Baltimore looks bad. <laughs> yeah, how's that going for you? Um, you know, yeah. so yeah, um, I think that the reason that I have Detroit so high, so I had Baltimore first, I had Detroit second. The reason I had Detroit second is because there's the possibility that I, I always try to find a better way to say this, and I just can't find it. But they might have shot their load, you know, saying pause oh. because you know last week was all hype, you know, first playoff, you know, uh, victory since 1991, all that good stuff. That was the talk surrounding the game. But that defense was still giving up yards. They got outgained by the Rams by 91 yards. Let me look you that know, up. You know, you know. So the good news is that they played Tampa in the regular season. They won 20 to 6. They held Baker Mayfield to 206 yards, held Tampa Bay to 2.9 yards per carry in that game. You know, uh, but this is the problem now. Detroit for the season is 30th against the pass. And Matthew Stafford went for 367 last week. So we've seen that you can throw against this team. Now, I don't know what happened in the earlier game where they couldn't throw against them. Maybe it was a matchup thing. You know, but Detroit's pass defense isn't very good. The only problem is Tampa can't run. So, like, this game against the Eagles the other they night. Look, they look good against the Eagles. Well, yeah. I mean, you talked about it yourself, how Philly can't stop the run. Philly, like, <laughs> it was – Philly, just their draft picks alone, but, the dudes even, they drafted from Georgia alone should have helped them stop the run. But, but even Aside then – from the guys that already were there, yeah. But even with that said, Rashard White only averaged 3.6 yards per carry in that game. But you wouldn't well, think pack, it by watching it. You wouldn't think it by yeah. watching it, though. Because they, if they ran the ball on first down and it was second and seven, then Baker Mayfield would throw a little curl route and it'd be a missed tackle and it would well, go I think for the comment yards. that I made, I think the comment that I made in the group chat was Tampa's beating Philly with a college offense right now. It 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 looked it looked weird. It did not a lot of receivers. It did not look like a thirty-two to nine game because I think. What was a one-score game for like two quarters? But they jumped out to a two possession. They jumped out to a two-score lead pretty pretty early, and then, and I saw when Sirianni. I don't know what I was doing, but I guess I was in and out of the out of the the game because I was just like you know just weak and I was just kind of moving around. So when they went for two on the tush push and they were going to make it, that would have made it 16 11. Uh-huh. I was like, I kind of get it if you're thinking that the next time Tampa Bay gets the ball, your defense is going to hold them to a field goal and now you're down eight. But then I was like, because, yeah, like that's the only thing I could think of. It's like you go for it, you're down 16 11. That's just what Philly does. That's just one of those Dan Campbell, like that's just what Philly does. And it's like, okay, because I because when I saw it, I thought it was because 
the, that's what it was. The group. So I saw something in the group, and they said because I was I think I was cooking like some salmon or something. It was like, oh, we got a game now. So yeah, then I when that. I yeah. so when I looked and it says sixteen to nine, and they were going for and I saw it when they when this the the tush push got stopped when the guy had his shoulder pad in Jalen Hurts helmet. I don't know he didn't call it, but it is what it is. So I thought I'm like I thought it was a fourth and one attempt that they stopped, but then I sat there because I watched you know I watched the games on mute. I was like, okay, oh, they went for two, but I was like, okay, they probably went for two to be down 16-11, so if they get a field goal, they're down eight, whatever the case may be. I get it. Um, but Tampa, it didn't feel like a 32-9 to kind of game. Because Tampa's not that good of a team. You know, like I said, like, go back through their schedule. You know, they beat Minnesota week one. I give them props for that. They beat Kirk Cousins. But then if you look at the rest of those wins, you got a whole lot of Tennessee. You know, you got some Atlanta, you got some New Orleans, they you got two Carolinas. I think they lost Atlanta 16-13. They lost to the Saints once too. They 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 swept Carolina. You know, say outside of that, you know, they beat Jacksonville. So I I, I might give them that one, even though that's when Trevor Lawrence was hurt. But I'll I'll give them that one as well. Yeah. You know, you know, they, they haven't beat they didn't beat anybody this season that I mean after out. 18 games are 10 and 8. It's just that they had probably one more. I picked Tampa Bay, so I feel proud of myself for that. But I think the public probably felt like it was a shocking victory. But I picked I, them. I didn't pick them off X's and O's. I picked them off for the fact that I thought Philly was just kind of discombobulated already. Yeah, I picked Philly just because I thought that. You thought they'd be able to turn it around. Yours. Not necessarily turn it around, but you're zero and zero now. And then they was just going to go get fucked up by San Francisco this week was the way that I looked at it. I, you know? <laughs> I realistically, I didn't, I didn't even waver. Like I didn't think, I didn't think Philly had a shot at all. Well, I guess they would have played Detroit, but yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't think Philly had a but, shot. But I think at Tampa, all. I think once, Tampa. Because once he pulled the guys, because he started his starters against the Giants with the ex, with the hope that the Commanders. Would be beating the Cowboys, and they could still win the division. Once, once they were getting beat with their starters in against the Giants, the Giants and pulled uh, them and then lost. I was like, "This team's done." Because I'm like, I'm like, you know what? I want to play this out and beat the hell out of somebody in the way of the playoffs. We've been slumping. Either yeah. come out and dominate that game, but they let Tyrod Taylor and Devito come in and share time and injuries. And still beat him. I was like, "Yeah, you, they are done." Well, it I think was, it was done. It was like it was like a marriage now, where, like, you don't care if your spouse comes home at night. I think that Tampa had their moment in the sun, and now since Todd Bowles correctly pointed out that Detroit is playing in a dome, yeah. If the sun don't shine, then the sun don't shine. Don't shine, yeah. You know, say that's what that's where we are right now with Tampa Bay. I'm off the bus. You know, I still don't believe in them. I think Detroit's going to beat them. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. It's not a point. Like of, I don't think right now it's a matter of belief. I think it's just a matter of like I thought they were going to beat Philly. I just thought that I just thought that Philly just I AJ Brown. We talk about Twitter when he got ruled out, right? I've seen, I've I've seen uh, like a couple documentaries. Like I saw one that made me think like, why would you buy a house with stairs when you're NFL running back? 
Jerome Bettis getting out of his bed Monday morning. Like the ESPN cameras are there, so it felt kind of a setup. But him gingerly walking down the stairs Monday morning after a Sunday game, and it's like he played the following week. So how bad are you injured to where you can't play? Like what happened to your body? Because Champ Bailey played all season long with just a shoulder brace that just kept his arm up here so he could still tackle. Yeah, Philip Rivers played with a with no ACL in an AFC Championship game. And he ain't never have no energy with all them kids. Yo, maybe that's where his energy comes from. Yeah, I mean, yeah, here like Noah's Ark in real life. <laughs> uh, so, just the fact that these what these guys play with to the point where AJ was like, they rule him out when you you're you're literally in a win or go home situation, and you rule out one of the not even the best player on your team. One of the best 12 players in the league, 12 to 15 players in the league of 1,500 people. This guy's literally in the top 0.01%. And you're like, nah. Yeah. We'll we'll play this game without him, even though we're struggling. Or maybe he ain't want to play. Maybe he was like, ah, ah. You know how it is when sometimes you, you fake a little bit when you go to the nurse's office when you're a kid so you can go home. Oh yeah, who's the hurt. bitch now? I you mean, know, but the market uh, opened up for him. But yeah, uh, number eleven in Atlanta. If he wants to, we'll give you Cal Pitts. J- Jared Goff had three hundred and fifty-three yards against Tampa in that earlier matchup. You know, Amon St. Brown had twelve catches, four hundred and twenty-four yards. You know, so Tampa is weird to me because I feel like. And I could be wrong, but I feel like their defense isn't that good, even though I feel they have good players on their defense. It's a weird thing. It's like I said, it's 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 it has to be partly scheme. Has to be. And they blitz a lot. So of course there's some very Todd Bowles like listen, man. When in doubt, hit the gap. Yeah, so there's obviously some variance there. Uh, that's gonna lead to big plays. Or, you know, either way, they're going to get a sack, they're going to bat out on a pass, get an interception, or they're going to get bombed on. <laughs> like, it's one of the other. Yeah, feast or famine. Are you going to are you gonna tip a pass and get, you know, like I said, you get that pick six? Are you going to catch Jared Goff and his reported small hands in a situation where he fumbles? I don't know. Uh, he got the Kenny Pickett? Uh, he got the Joe Burrows. Ah, okay. Okay. Maybe he should wear a glove. Never mind. Chill. Um, Don't wear that glove. So, so you know, as far as San Francisco and Green Bay goes, you know, um, Jordan Love. So the the good thing is the good thing is. I'm listening. I'm just making is, my is Green Bay and San Francisco. Downstairs. Green Bay and San Francisco have played each other a few times over the years in the playoffs. You know, Matt Lafleur and Kyle Shanahan are very familiar with one another. So Green Bay has that going for them. You know, they had games where they took San Francisco to the wire at Lambeau and Aaron Rodgers just couldn't complete a pass, you know, or I'm about the Kaepernick run- 180 yards. No, no, I'm talking game. about a few years ago when it was uh it was oh the snowy. snow game with the punt yeah, block. Yeah, that game, you know, Green oh, Bay had no re- oh. That was Aaron Rodgers' fault because he yeah. threw – he had 27 passes. He kept trying to throw it to Devontae. 
No, he threw, he had 27 pass attempts. Yeah, you're right. I think it was 27 pass attempts. 21 went to Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams. Yeah. Because uh, who, who dropped one? Somebody, I don't know if it was MVS because he's notorious for it. No, there was a tight end. A tight end. The dude that plays for the Bears now? Uh, not Tongan. Or, or that Tongan? Uh, not Tongan. It was uh, – It wasn't Jared Cook, was it? No, that was, he was no, gone already. It was, uh, it was, it was a light, either a light guy or a white guy. But I remember he was wide open and dropped the pass. And I believe Tony Romo was on the call, and he said something like, dropping a pass like that, you probably won't get another shot from Aaron. Says the guy that dropped the field goal snap. Hey, listen, man, that team might be cursed. Uh, but <laughs> just something up. Um, so I like, I like, I like Green Bay's chances, uh huh, because I think they are playing well as a unit, they're not stumbling into the playoffs, they didn't back their, their way in. They didn't have a situation where they're waiting for the team at eight o'clock to win or lose, and that team lost and they backdoored their way in. I think they clawed their way in. Yep. They're a young team. I think their coach understand the quarterback. I think the quarterback's success. I think the fact that, you know, he sat there for a few years behind Aaron, you had to absorb something. Right. Like I talked right. about it la- I talked about it last week. If you had somebody sitting next to you right now taking notes and I had somebody right here taking notes in a year those two people could probably sit together and have their own podcast. Well, he obviously uh he obviously passed the Aaron Rodgers geometry class. You know, yeah. so but that's what I'm saying. I think that you know, yeah, it's not it's that. not unheard of that Green Bay could go win this game. Thank you. I just think that shout out to my favorite son. He just brought me my drink. I just think that this is playoff football. Green Bay's 28th against the run. San Francisco's third against the run. You know, I just think that they're going to get a lot of McCaffrey and they're not going to be able to do anything about it in the rain in Santa Clara or, you know, and I think that Brock Purdy isn't going to have to do much from the standpoint of we were talking about, or Nick Wright always talks about is Brock Purdy going to make the play in the moment? I don't think we're going that, to see that this week. I don't that, think that. The thing about it, I like it's a dumb argument. A it's a dumb his, argument. His, he's such a smart, articulate guy, and I think he can. I think he can debate with the best, probably the best sports pundits or political pundits anybody I've ever really listened to on TV. But he has a little Skip Bayless in him. He's when he spots. talks about Brock's, when he talks about full on, he talks about Brock Purdy. When he talks about Buffalo, when he talks about Buffalo, know. Brock Purdy, Kansas City, LeBron, a little bit with LeBron, but I think, I think it's the argument for LeBron has you got to tail it back. You kind of have to, you kind of have to argue more victories with that because he's not as dominant and then, you know powerful, whatever the case may be. But his Brock Purdy argument was, I want to see him do it when he's down in the fourth quarter. But if you simply say, like, well, maybe because he makes every the seven or eight throws in the first half that 
turned into first downs that keep drives going. Because McCaffrey can't get a 12-yard rush touchdown if they don't get from the 25 to the 12 and convert a couple of third downs. They don't convert all their third downs off of runs. They don't get all their chunk yards off of runs. So if McCaffrey gets a toss play from the 12-yard line and scores a touchdown, it's not because Brock Purdy didn't do his job to get him there. So right. his argument was always like, oh, I want to see him down. Like, okay, well, other than that, you you must want to not play the the right. first half. I remember one time, like this tangent, military tangent. I was in Germany, stationed in Spain, Island. We were playing intramural basketball. I was in a component maintenance squadron. A bunch of avionics guys were on the team. We were playing against Com. So we're playing Com. First half goes by it's like so we play the first quarter no we play two halves so we play most of the first half um and i think we're doing pretty good i think we're probably up like 16 or 18 we're doing pretty well so i'm sitting on the bench this guy named this basketball guy you know it's, it's always an air force dude he used to play basketball in high school or some division one or division two school you're like all right whatever whatever his nickname was hops and I know he was serious because I looked at his calf and he had hops <laughs> tattooed on his calf. So he's looking at the score and we're still playing. We're still beating calm. He came in. It was like right before halftime. He's on the sideline stretching, takes the sweats off. I see the tattoo. Um, and then he comes out in the second half and just by himself just <laughs> dominates our 20, I think 20 point lead just went away like that. And they won. Nick Wright wants Brock Purdy to do that. Yeah. Just sit out the whole first half, yeah. let the other team build a 10-point lead, and then you come out here and show us what you can do. The reason that they have a 12 and or like a 14-point lead or three-possession lead in the first half is because he played so well. When they when he plays poorly, they lost three games in a row. When he throws four interceptions against Baltimore, that's when they lose. But when they win, it's because he plays very well. From start to finish, and which I know that gets the skill players involved. And I know that I was banging on Green Bay because you know they gave up 30 points to Carolina, you know, but their defense has actually played well coming down the stretch since that game as well. So they have been a complete team at this point. I just think they're running into a juggernaut. So, so just to put a bow on this, you know, I got Baltimore, I got Buffalo. I got Detroit, and I got San Francisco, so I'm going all chalk, I guess. Yes, same here. Yeah, so there you go. It it probably won't work out that way if you and I are both saying it. Somebody's going to have to lose, but like I said, you know, I got my one, two, three, and four. All right, man, Detroit, all I'm saying Detroit is. Being one. Detroit being my one. All, all I'm saying is if Baltimore loses. This is the Houston. I don't want to hear nothing from you unless it's like some, yo, my bad, 2-5. No, 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 no. <laughs> if, if Baltimore loses to Houston, you know what I'm going to say on Tuesday, right? What's that? Why don't you just pick them? I know. I know. <laughs> Somebody's got to lose. All right. Peer pressure. Peer pressure. No, 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 no. no. You, you, you stuck to your convictions. <laughs> I appreciate it. But I'm just saying, like – it, the NCAA tournament went all chalk a couple of years ago. I remember me and you were talking about it, but that's rare. 
Yeah. Because that when I get to the end of my well, that was back in 2008. That was like the uh like the only all, time all one seed no, made it. Somebody it didn't happen recently, it was like at least ones and twos. It was probably ones and twos, but I think that's the only time it was all fours. 50 Cent is at the Sacramento game. Oh, he's a Kings fan, apparently. Okay. Um Every time I look at my bracket and I get to the end and it's like one versus two, two versus one, I'm like, let me do this again. I know, I know. I do it but every time. you can't time. pick it just because, though. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just every time I click That's submit, where people get in trouble. That's where people get in trouble because they be like, somebody got to lose. And then they go somebody right. got a 12 got to yeah. beat a five. But you don't know which one. Like, you know what I'm saying? I just look like whose jersey <laughs> color I like better. Yeah. When it comes out of that, I'm like, uh, do I like Texas A&M or do I like the South Dakota Jackals? You know I'm going with the Jackals. The Jackals, huh? You just going to jack them up like that, huh? Yeah. Or, oh, Jackrabbits. Yeah, the Jackrabbits. South Dakota yeah. Jack. South Dakota State yeah. Jackrabbits. There you go. So, of course, I remember before the NBA season started. Let me pull that up. I'm listening. I called Mr. Logic. I said, what is Masai Ujiri doing? And he said, what you talking about? I said, why is OG Adenobi and Pascal Siakam still on this roster? They're both free agents at the end of next season. This season, that is. You know, they're they're free agents at the end of next season. He can't really let them walk without getting anything, right? And then Mr. Logical said, well, why should he let them go? And I said, well, what the hell are they going to do? Let me pull it up. Let me pull up this trade that they got out of this deal. Yeah, so Adenobi, obviously, we talked about that. He's a Nick now. You know, they brought in Emmanuel quickly and R.J. Barrett. I think that's a good deal. I like. Yeah, I it's like a great deal for both teams. Where, I like trades where the other team, like every time somebody trades Rudy Gay, it's just a buyout waiting to happen. It just makes you like. The, you know how you know James Dolan. You know how James Do- you know how you know James Dolan needs to be fired or needs to give up that team? Like, even with all the bad decisions that he's made over the years, the way he treated Charles Oakley, all that stuff like that. He did the same thing, thing as Spike Lee. Yeah, it's one thing when you got a bad chucker on your team. It's another thing when you got two bad chuckers on your team. And what tops it all off, you got two left-handed chuckers on your team. Julius Randle and R.J. Barrett. Now R.J. Barrett's gone. And look at that. Coming into tonight, he was shooting 56% from the floor as a Toronto Raptor. Yeah, in his new home. You know what I mean? So, And he's at home. Maybe he just needed to get back to Canada. Maybe that's what it was. Air Canada, Maybe he needed some poutine or something. What would they call him? Maple Mamba? That's that's food, by the way, you perverts. Maple Mamba? That's what they were calling him? Yo, so so hold up, wait. No, that was Andrew it's, Wiggins. It's, no, it's Andrew Ar- Wiggins was uh Air Air yeah, Canada. Yeah, yeah, He was Air Canada. Uh, uh Barrett was Maple Mamba. So that's so disrespectful. So so, but like, is RJ Barrett like? Is he better than Andrew Wiggins? I don't even know. Like, that's like who's the <laughs> who's the best yeah. Canadian in the league right now? Oh, well, never mind, go. never we'll mind. Go. The best Canadian in the league right now is SGA Drake. actually. It's SGA. It's, it's, SG, it's SGA, actually. You know, but uh, yeah, what you think about the trade? Uh, I like the trade. Um, the main thing I like about the trade is that I'm not really a big fan of like the I'm not a big fan of the prospects coming in for from college basketball and like these other amateur leagues. So 
three first-round picks sounds heavy and aggressive for the deal. Right. But it's a 2024 Pacers pick. And then it's the worst of Houston, Los Angeles Clippers, Oklahoma City, or Utah for 2024. Four teams. So whoever has the worst – and what's the thing with the verbiage? I'm not sure if that's like (laughs) the best. It just says worse. So like well, it's the same thing well, with the well, whole like whoever next, has the lowest pick. Lives. Whoever has the lowest pick. So if it's like 21, Th- 22, 24, 26, you get 21. They get they get the worst. So they get the worst of right, the available right, pick. Right, right. So if you're looking at Houston, Houston's pretty solid this year. The Clippers are Yeah. So you're you're hoping for wherever Houston lands. And Houston looks like they've been pretty solid this year. Not nothing great, but like right, they've been right, doing right. their thing. It could be a and then the twenty, and then the twenty twenty six Pacers pick, but it's top four protected. So if the twenty twenty five Pacers are terrible, and they end up with the number four, three, or two, or one pick, you don't even get that if you're Toronto. So <laughs> I know they say the art of good business is everybody walks away from the table, someone unhappy. Like everybody can't be happy for it to be a big deal. And one person can't be completely happy and so forth and so on. You just got to hit the reset. You got to hit the reset button. Because, you know, when you beat charges, you got to be happy. You saw OJ. OJ did so many interviews after he beat his charges. Um, Yeah. (laughs) You got to hit the reset button. uh, And you hope that your structure... And the the foundation that you have within your building can produce another championship run, or at least another top. Because Toronto Raptors, LeBron was killing them for a couple of years, but they were the number one seed for a few right. years of those right. runs. Right. So maybe you're hoping that these next couple of picks you get come in and. Or maybe RJ Barrett and quickly become this next round, but it's unlikely because the NBA doesn't really work like that. You 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 need a generational talent. Well, like in the NBA. You, know, you need to you need to get one. You can't the San Antonio Spurs way of getting championships, seven champion NBA finals, and because no six, because something yeah. with the six. Yeah. Getting the six NBA finals was just bounce passes, chess passes, and you know, limited egos, unlikely. So some one of these guys is going to have to turn into something out of nothing. Like Kawhi, when he was in San Antonio, was a 13.9 points a game, if that. They trade him to Toronto, lead him to a championship. You, you need something like that. You're going to need one of these guys to just kind of turn into that player. But, I mean, but as far as like getting asked. Toronto, that's, right? that's the good news, right? Because he brought in Fred Van Vliet. You know, he found Siakam. You know, he found Adanobi. And he got a chip out of it. You, you know, know I mean? 2019. I mean, he got the chip because of Kawhi, but, you know, but yeah, but like, but he, but he, he showed. Because yeah, Kawhi's been on the Clippers, and the Clippers have been making all kinds of moves. They haven't, right. they haven't sniffed the championship. But he showed, but he showed that he can find the hidden gem. So being that those picks, some of those picks are going to be later, it's not necessarily a bad thing when we're looking at the person making the decisions. Yeah, but does he still have that job? That's the other thing. A lot of it is fool's gold. It's like Bitcoin or any kind of cryptocurrency. It looks good. Your investment's going up and down. You throw another $100 into it on 
you know, SoFi, whatever app you use, or Robinhood. Ultimately, like, are you going to really wait out three, four years and see if it grows? Probably not. Are you going to really wait out three or four years to see if the deal that was, you know, majority made is going to pan out? I mean, possibly. I think, I think Toronto kind of has to because, I mean, who who goes to Toronto? It should, it's basically Canada's New York. Yeah, but you got to pay the taxes on top of, like, whatever I mean, else you pay. I don't know if you ever looked at a, a W-2 for somebody who works in New Jersey and New York. It's awful. It hurts. It hurts bad. <laughs> it hurts bad. Uncle Sam gonna be calling for That's that. That's what cab. I'm saying. Like you gotta pay the Canadian taxes on top of you know, yeah, whatever you free medical. Cool. <laughs> you get a nice root canal if you need one. Hey, yeah, hey, like hey. I said, it's it's <laughs> it's it's a it's a tough world. You gotta make these decisions. I think the owners recognize that we aren't aren't gonna have superstars. Yeah. Detroit drafted a guy like Kay Cunningham. I hope he's gonna be a superstar. You know, you got Jade Ivan, he was a Ivy, he was a star of Purdue. You hope that it works out. Right. You hope that James Harden, Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook. You hope that you are in a position to replicate that by drafting three guys out of college and they turn into this kind of a, a dynamic trio. More likely, you won't. The free agent piece is going to be pretty difficult because you're paying guys like they're getting up to like NFL quarterback prices for some of these stars. Like Jalen Brown, what do you got? Five years, 340? Like That's that. network fully guaranteed. Fully guaranteed. I think Durant had five years, one ninety with Brooklyn, and they knew he was going to miss a year and some change with the Achilles, right. and they still paid him essentially forty million dollars a year. Right. So you're gonna have to do that if you want to bring a free agent in, or you're gonna hope that some of these trades you make with some of these draft picks. They pan out. They turn into a guy. They turn into a, another Van Fleet. So, what do you think about this uh, move for Indiana? I like it. I think Indiana is is taking advantage of the fact that they are they're just getting hot. Yeah, they got a championship coach. They have a a young core with Halliburton. They got to keep Buddy healed. No, he on the block again. Nah, he's still, but he's still there. I know, but he ain't gonna be there. You got to keep, but then, but then again, I mean, they've been pump faking with uh Miles Turner too. That's what I'm saying. So they, you didn't give up. What you have is you got a big man, you got a versatile guy you traded for. You have your up and coming, very confident, young, light skinned point guard. Everyone needs one of those. And then you got Buddy Hill. He's like, listen, man, I'm out here. You know, his numbers are like Steph Curry pace. Field goals per season, career field goals. Like, he's he's on, like, the same pace as Steph Curry was when Steph Curry started shooting the threes. So, like, youngest player at 27 and a half threes. Youngest player right. at 20. You know, like, that, that stat that ESPN throws out there. Buddy Hill's on that, that, that kind of arc. Yeah. 
And he's always, for some reason, on the trading block, but he never really ends up anywhere where he can really showcase right. his skills. Yeah. I think this is an opportunity for Rick Carlisle. Like, let's get the point guard, the shooter, the playmaker, and the big man together and run the East. Because if you get to the top four, that's what you want. You want you want a you want a playoff series at home. I think Indiana put themselves in a position where they can get a playoff series at home. Yeah, they actually win a series now. And th- and that's it. And that's that's all you can really hope for. You get a playoff series at home because you get the top three teams out the East. You know, they, you know, they, and number one being number one being Boston. So it's going to be tough. But you get one, you get one series at home. You win that. Maybe you still a game of the road against Boston coming back. You're confident at home. I mean, certain things have happened. I mean, the Lakers beat the Warriors last year and went to the Western Conference Finals. Yeah. No one was saying that in late March. Indiana brought in an NBA champion and gave up an NBA champion because Bruce Brown went to Toronto in this deal. You know, uh, and it works out for Toronto because the way that his contract is structured. A lot of rules, baby daddy. (laughs) It's basically a... uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Expiring contract if you want it to be. It's a two-year deal. But it has the option, so you could get out of it this year to get more cap space if you want. So it works out for Toronto that way so as we well. Got so the that- Pacers at seven right now, twenty-three and seventeen. Yeah, and Halliburton's probably out another week. I think the Sixers are continue to. There, I think I don't think the Sixers are going to slip. No, I they'll just they, maintain. They yeah. just maintain and just yeah. they'll just constantly be at three. And maybe the Bucks lose a couple and they get the three or two, whatever. I think they're going to kind of keep rising. I can see the Cavaliers as the trade deadline gets closer. I think the rumblings in the building can maybe impact the way certain guns play. Maybe they sit a guy because they want to move them. Whereas the Pacers already made their move. Right. They made their kick. You know, they're running a 1600 meter race. They, well, they still got to see pick. what they can get for Buddy Hield. <laughs> I, I don't know if you have to move them, though. Like, I don't know if you they have to They obviously don't want him. They obviously don't want him. Like, he's been on the trade block since he's been there. Like, well, this is John shit. Collins all over again. You know what I mean? And they're doing the same thing with Miles Turner. I swear, the last four or five trade deadlines, people have been trying to pick out where Miles Turner is going to. Remember, he was supposed to go to the Lakers, too. That was the that was the deal we were talking people talk about in the sports group where Miles Turner and Buddy Hill were gonna go to LA for Russ and 12 chicken wings and two in and out burgers. Like, no one's gonna make that deal. Too. Yeah. They were gonna go like a Roscoe's chicken. But it was being talked about. Card. It was a real thing. It wasn't people making it up. That was all over. That I don't know if it, I don't know how real it was, considering that every other real deal actually happened. I don't know. It was all over the. Think about all the I mean, real deals that we've heard about that happened. Every deal like, doesn't happen on the block. Heard, like how many times did we hear John Collins was going to get traded before he got traded? Not that often. Very Not- every year, every year, every trade block or every trade deadline, his name was out there. That's why when they finally traded him and they got like Rudy Gay for him, we were like, y'all did all that. Just, just to, to do cut that. Rudy Gay. <laughs> right. But I but mean, sometimes money, I you, you hold on too long. Like, you know, I like to play poker and sometimes 
I like to play Texas Hold'em. I get my two hold cards. The flop comes. I hit a big hand. And I don't want to scare anybody off. So I slow play it. And then the turn comes and I bet a little bigger and it scares everybody off. It's like, okay, I can see what's going on here. Uh-huh. Sometimes I think some of these, these GMs, they, they like to, you know, play coy and try to figure out like, oh, I'm not talking to you unless you give me this. I'm not talking to you unless you're going to start the negotiations here. And it's like, all right, cool. Um, yeah. So we're going to just call Utah. Cause Utah always, Danny Ainge always has, 5011 picks and he's willing to move all of those. I think Danny Ainge probably has he probably has pick rights for a team from a team <laughs> for like 2032. Yo, I'm willing be, to bet that if he looked at his his stock if we had a list of what they had, I bet he has somebody's 2032 pick right now. Oh, I, NBA TV got the Brent Berry slam dunk contest on. <laughs> oh, when he wore the warm up <laughs> yeah, and the Grant. I think he would have Grant. Did he would have Grant Hills? No, he wore some Nikes. No, but yeah, those. like uh, I think that Indiana is a team that's going places. You know, um, Siakam isn't thirty yet. Like he's he's coming close up on it, but he's not thirty yet. So they still yeah. should get a, a good three three to four top tier years out of him. He's averaging twenty two right now. It has nowhere to go up behind. Like that pick and roll is going to be deadly with him and Halliburton. If they run it, more likely they pick run and it. Pop. Yeah, we can do it. I mean, if, if you're going to run pick and roll with Siakam and Halliburton, what are you doing with Turner? That's true. He's just standing on the block. Oh, you finally trade him, I guess. I mean, he has, <laughs> looks like is that Kevin Ali on Indiana staff? Probably. I, I believe so. Can't, I'm trying mean, to find this Kings game. I'm watching it right now. Uh, What's the Kings score? Down eleven. Wow. See, that's what I was talking about. I was like, I don't oh, want to watch oh, that. Oh. No, 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 no. Uh, Kings are down nine, one twenty-two, one thirteen. Indiana is definitely falling apart, succumbing to the press and the trap. All right, it's three dudes in the backcourt. You got to get the ball over half court. Yeah, okay. and uh, go score, go score. Oh, actually, I am watching it. How about that? <laughs> I go didn't even score. know I landed on like, it. You got to get points. Don't shoot the three miles, Turner. That was a bad shot, bro. But yeah, I don't, uh, I don't like today's NBA. I'm sorry. I was I'm watching. Uh, I was watching the T Wolves in Memphis because you know they caught my attention because it was actually a good game, and then I flipped around, started, you know. Not paying attention, and by the time I look back up, Minnesota won by 15 or so. But uh, that's just the NBA. It's just who's going to get hot. That's that's. There's no strategy. It's just who's going to get hot. You know. But I am looking forward to Boston hosting Denver tomorrow night. You know, that's my NBA or both of our NBA Finals previews. I think we just picked a different team. Yeah. I picked, I picked uh, Denver, and you picked I picked Denver to repeat, and you picked Boston. You know, uh, it's very tough to repeat, and I think even even getting back, I just felt like that because I didn't feel as if the uh, many teams out west really made like steps impact moves, impact moves to beat uh, what Denver already gives you. Sorry, so they're down seven, went minute fifteen. 
The full court press is literally killing Indiana. <laughs> no Halliburton. Oh my goodness. Is is Nimbard in the game? So wait, wait, hold on, hold on. I'm looking at the call. Did they call a foul? No. What did they call? So they're passing the ball to the corner, which is a bad move. Uh who did I bought? That's a bad angle. Give me another angle. What I think they're reviewing it. Um, so when you were asking, score was 122-111. Yeah, I saw that. They went, yep. they went to a full court press. They're trapping everything on the sideline. And Indiana keeps passing to the sideline. So when they got it across to half court, um, Walker had the ball at the free throw line and could have taken a couple of dribbles. But instead, he kicked it out to Miles Turner, who shot a three with whose hand is that? Monk, that's your hand. It's out of the ball, out on Samson on Sacramento. He shot a three with like eight seconds left on the shot clock when they were trying to run a clock. It, it was, the it NBA. Was, is, it was very weird. Like you're <laughs> seven feet tall and you're shooting a three from the corner when the guy who just passed you the ball was standing wide open at the free throw line. Just get it back to him at the free throw line. He takes one dribble and you float it. He could even take two dribbles and dunk or one dribble and float it or just take just stand there and burn off a few more seconds. That's why I miss Matumbo. Dunk on them, you know. But that's the NBA today, and this is Sports Reports as Order. You know, he is Mr. Logical. I am 2-5. Tell your granny hi. You know said, but yo, we'll be back on Tuesday. Obviously, we'll have some football games to recap. Yeah, we'll talk about how all the top seeds won. And it's gonna, gonna be very be like, exciting. I can't believe all that bullshit you said about Houston. Hold on, don't go anywhere yet. We got 122-117. Oh lord. 50 seconds left. Oh lord. Buddy Hill going to the free throw line. I'm having PTSD. This is like Duke against Maryland all over again. It's going to be tough, man. But, yo, you know who we are. Like, subscribe, review, share. Share with your grandma. All that stuff. It's free. Check us out. We'll be back Tuesday. Check out the hot box. Our Check guys over Instagram. there. Check the X pages. Everything. Check YouTube pages. And then you go. Have a great weekend. Enjoy this football. East Coast people, be safe from the snow. You can't drive the same speed. Don't let air out of your tires for better grip. Just stay at home. San Antonio, praise the Lord. We back in the 70s. <laughs> Man, it is. It was 19. It was 19 on Wednesday or Tuesday. It's and it was 72 right today. Now. You know what I'm saying? This is that sick weather. But yo, no we out. Half an hour. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>